What up, world? Welcome back to Lockdown Blazers. I am Mike Richmond, Blazer beat writer and pass first point guard. I'm coming to you live from a weird closet inside the Moda Center. And with me is my good friend and yours, Jason Quick. Jason, what's up, dude? Not much, Michael. Uh, we just watched um, just a good old-fashioned boring NBA game. Uh, I believe you said to me sometime in the fourth quarter, these are the type of games that make the season long. <laughs> yeah. um, Blazers beat the Suns, got closer than it really was. Can you take, is there anything meaningful to take away from a game like this? Well, a couple things. One, uh, on the injury front, Rodney Hood left, and that is kind of concerning. He played only eight minutes, left with a hip injury. Uh, we'll see. I saw him leave the locker room. I didn't talk to him, but it looked like he was walking okay. But that is probably the thing of most note Absolutely. out of this game. Uh, also, I thought it was interesting. The, the most interesting little kind of scene for me was in the first quarter, Yusuf Nurkic was terrible. He was oh back to his old self, missing uh, close-range uh, lay-ins. And there was a free throw with three minutes left. And Damian Lillard came up to him and had a little conversation with him and then slapped him on the butt really hard. And after that... I think Yusuf made three of his next four shots, and one of them was uh, a really thunderous dunk on a, on a pick and roll. But anyways, what Dame said was, quit looking for contact. Just take it up strong and go and finish strong. And we've seen this before with Nurk, where he has just yeah. these droughts or these spells of missing bunnies. And Dame said, hey, had to refocus him and say, go to the rim strong, finish strong. And after that, Nurk did. He had that huge dunk on a pick and roll, and uh, he ran down to the other key. And when Dane got down into the key, he looked at him and he said, See, that's what I'm talking about. And they slapped hands. So I think it's good in games like this, blowouts, right. where you can work through little hitches like that. And I think it's an important hitch for Nurk because he can be a real advantage for the Blazers moving forward. And, and that's like the specific thing that has been an issue with him is just that kind of inability mm-hmm. to finish and and the looking for contact specifically is waiting for someone to hit him waiting for whatever it is to happen he's um we've seen it a couple times with him is he's just waiting he's waiting for somebody to somebody to hit him and he's just when he smokes layups he's he's just so bad yeah and you know dane did point this out too it's like especially coming off the oklahoma city game where he got just oh clobbered yeah. left yeah. and right it was probably in his head a little bit that hey i'm totally. gonna get hit some uh, but I, I think it was important that he corrected himself and had a couple of really good, strong yeah. finishes. Because Nurk is the weapon. I mean, he's the key to this whole thing working. Is, is him being him winning his matchup, him being a dominant force, their, their whole season, postseason, it rests on him. Yeah. Uh, the other sort of little thing that happened is we got to see nine minutes of Anthony Simons yeah. play non-garbage time. He checked in uh, with about three minutes left in the third quarter. He played like a real part of the game for the first time in his career. Uh, he kind of looked like a 19-year-old kid playing basketball, immediately committed a couple fouls. Uh, uh, first first time he got on the court, his first possession, he committed a foul. He immediately gets called over to the bench for David Vanderpool to come talk to him. But he recovered to make a shot. You know, his first touch, he shot it. Again, it's kind of a thing a 19-year-old kid does. Uh, but he, he looked okay, I thought, yeah. in his four minutes. Um, and I think it's... Like you said, it's. I think this is the time to play it, right? Absolutely. Uh, made his first NBA three-pointer as well. Um, 
there are some people in that Blazers locker room who really think this kid's going to be a star and who think that he should be getting uh, some more minutes in, in, in situations like this. And uh, he looks – I mean, he does not – Look out of sorts. No, he can he can get his shot off against NBA players. He's got incredible speed. He's got great lift on his uh, shot. We see how he can dunk. I think his uh, his jumper looks nice. So I thought that was in a what turned into be a really boring game because of such a blowout. That was nine minutes of fun watching him run around. Yeah, I wish we'd get to see a little more. We saw four minutes of him, yeah. and then uh, Stats yanked him. So then I, he went, then went back out for the last five. I think. Yeah. So, he, he, and the last five, he was terrible. So maybe Terry had the, I mean, the whole, that whole unit was unit terrible. Was terrible yeah. The Blazers almost blew it against uh, this, also the Suns' backups. I, the think, ba- that's, I think that's going to be a good pick, though. You do? I, I do. Anthony Simons, I think that's, I think he's going to do something in this league. Just, I base that solely on what veterans in the locker room are telling me that, hey, they are really impressed. And it's not... It's not easy for a lot of these guys to give that kind of praise. Agree. I asked CJ tonight, have you seen this from him? He said, oh, yeah, he could play. Yeah. Like, we watch him in practice. The kid can yeah. play. So, um, yeah, I think I, – I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I would say who knows because yeah. I just haven't, I haven't seen it enough. But, yeah, I, I, think he's, I think he couldn't be an NBA player. Players are the first to know. Absolutely. Way before nerds like me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I need some uh, some shooting percentages. I need some advanced stats. Yes, you nerd. I need listen. I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need to know his usage rate before I uh, <laughs> annoy him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's probably nothing else happened meaningful in this game, right? Yeah, not really. Um, I thought Mo looked back to you know he was dealing with kind of a congestion and cold in the Oklahoma City game. I thought he looked active. Uh, particularly defensively, I thought he, when the game was still kind of in doubt, he made a couple key plays. Seth Curry uh, hit three three pointers, had twenty two points. That's good, I think, for for them to see that. But other than that, Phoenix is really bad. They're awful. They're really bad. They have fifteen wins. They're fifty one. Yeah. They're fifteen and fifty two. And you can see why. Yeah, there's it's, just no discipline. Um, there were three. They got three techs in this game, and it wasn't yeah. even like the really upset about a call tech. It was just like general complaining, yeah. like say, probably saying the f word. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, they're bad. Um, let's let's come back for another segment. I want to talk about the Blazers coming up on a, on an important road trip. You're going to be on the road with them. Yeah. Uh, I think that's is, that's three important games for them. Two Absolutely. playoff teams and a New Orleans team who's given them um, some trouble as of late. Uh, so second segment, we'll talk about that. And the third segment, let's just, we'll take a look at the playoff picture, where the Blazers are going to fit. You know, this is, this is going to be the big topic for the final five weeks of the season is where they finish. Uh, but before we get there, I want to tell everybody listening that when you get in your car, tell your smart speaker, play podcast, Lockdown Blazers. This is the best podcast to listen to on your commute. There couldn't be a better timed or more enjoyable podcast to listen on your commute. Tell your friends and tell your car when you get in there. Play podcast Lockdown Blazers. Improve your commute. Improve your day. All right. Blazers, they got a day off on Sunday, a blackout day. Blackout good old, day, good old-fashioned day off. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say they earned it. I'm pretty sure that bad boy was scheduled. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but so, then they, they practice Monday, but then they head out on the road. They're at the Clippers. 
then they have a, a kind of a long break there in the middle for yeah. some uh, for some traveling media members to really enjoy the city of New Orleans, <laughs> Louisiana, and then at New Orleans at San Antonio to close it out. Uh, I think I think this is a tough trip. I think this is um, well back to back ends on a back to back. Yeah, in a tough place to play, San Antonio. San Antonio and, and the Clippers are good. They're just straight up good. Clippers are really good. I was really impressed watching them play Oklahoma City last night. Uh, and the thing is, is they have uh, they have a decent bench, and I think yeah. that's really gonna. If, if there's one thing that hasn't quite been there for the Blazers lately, it's been their bench. Do you think that's Evan Turner? Do you think they miss his? Do you think they miss him, or do you think it's just that it's that's just different? Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, it's a really good question. It's hard because, you know, even before Evan suffered his knee injury, he was pretty much pushed out of the rotation. He was the guy who was getting the pinch the most. Yeah, when Rodney came in. Uh, so I don't I don't even know if, if Evan's healthy, if he is a central figure. In Same. I, I'm not sure that he's a 20-minute-a-night guy when yeah. he's healthy. I think he's like a... Two little seven, six, seven minute shifts. Period. He's been eight to ten. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I don't think he can really pin it on on that. But I don't know. I, I it's been interesting with the bench because they've had moments. Cantor, I thought, really was the difference in the Brooklyn game. Right. And then obviously Rodney and Charlotte. So they've had their moments, but as a whole. This team has lost a little bit when the first unit goes off the thing, and I think that will be a, a big factor in that Clipper game is whether they can can stay even with the. With the yeah, because Lou Will is going to do what he does. He gets yeah. buckets. Montrez Harrell is, is really really tough. I mean, he's yeah. basically a starting NBA center. He just mm-hmm. happens to come off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got they got players. Yeah, uh, Shea Jills Alexander. I, I like him a lot. They they got. Um, they come at you, and they have—they're like a team that basically has nine guys who could start in the league. Yeah, they don't have any stars. I mean, their best player is probably Danilo, Danilo Gallinari, and yeah. like he's—he'll never be an all-star in his career. But they—they they come at you in waves, and they're—they're they're good. They're tough. They're not like I think when they when when they made that Tobias Harris trade, everyone's like, "Hey, cool season. They're packing it in. They're ready for Kawhi Leonard." And here they are as sort of clearly the best of those teams in the bottom half of the West. I think the good thing about. Uh, the Clipper game is the Blazers are going to be rested, and you know they're going to have Sunday off. They're going to have they're going to have Monday uh, just to practice and the travel day. But that's important because Clippers are one of those teams that play with incredible energy. They come at you, and if you're kind of lagging or a little tired, that's when I think they can take advantage of it. So I think it's big that the Blazers are entering that game with two off days. Yeah, do you think uh, – part of me, you were talking about Nurk struggling a little bit earlier. Do you think yeah. p- a part of Nurk's struggle is like – is just scouting report stuff? He sees like kind of crappy center in front of him and doesn't play as well or like – Yeah, I don't know. I think that's just – it's part of being young. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's consistency. consistency. Uh, that's what separates the great players from the good players. But, uh, you know, Dane talked about like they knew that, that – Phoenix was going to come up a little bit on Dane, and they figured that Nurk would have open space and then have guys closing in on him. So I think he was an- anticipating sure. that and was in his head a little bit. So, uh, but you know, that's part of being, that's part of an adjustment he has to make that 
It doesn't matter. I'm just going to go and I'm going to dunk. Yeah, and teams are going to, like, in the playoffs, teams are going to take Damian Lillard out of the game. Absolutely. That's, I mean, this is, we've seen it, uh, obviously, in the Golden State series. They, they did that a bunch. Uh, even before Nurk in, the, in that Clippers series, they basically just said, Mason Plumlee, you yep. can get the ball at 17 feet and we'll dare you to beat us. Yeah. Uh, so, Nurk's ability to sort of make decisions out of that, and I think the Clippers will do, they don't really, I'm not, I'm not sure they're going to send like hard double teams, but they'll give him a ton of attention. Doc Rivers is, yeah. he has, yeah, has always done that. Right, he's always he's said always we're going to give it. We give him a ton of attention. Yeah, which is going to be good for this team, especially this new team now with Hood, if he plays, uh, Cantor. The, these are the type of adjustments they're going to have to see and make. You know, I think that's going to be good with 16 games left, and this is going to be like a pre- playoff primer in how they'll see defenses. Yeah, I think there's like some sort of like fatigue this time of year from media fa- media and fans mm-hmm. that are like, let's just start the playoffs. But like, yeah. this this basically is the playoffs for these teams because like, if the Blazers drop to sixth, that's that's probably it for them. You know, like yeah. you know, like that, that their playoffs is getting the three or the four seed. And I agree. Yeah, like that's that's what it's going to come down to for them is, is 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 ending up in one of those spots. Uh, let's 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 come back in segment three. Let's talk a little bit about the playoffs. Let's talk about, um, you know, where they're going to be in playoffs. Playoffs, and and the and uh, Terry Stotts talks a little bit about it today. We can share his um, his rarely meaningful quote that he gave us. <laughs> All right, back for lockdown Blazers. Still Mike Richmond. Still here with Jason Quick. Um, sorry, I was mean to Terry Stotts. If he listens to this podcast, that'd be hilarious. But he gives terrible quotes in his post game press conference, and you can almost never use them if you're a writer. And tonight he said something that I thought was meaningful. Is that, and you, you I think you wrote it down? I think so. <laughs> is it the, uh, we're, we're not going to be able to take a breath? Or? Yeah, exactly. We're not going to have much time to catch our, catch our breath. Yeah. As I believe what he said. I don't think we'll ever have a chance to catch our breath. And I, I think that's the theme of this final 16 games. Yeah. You know, they do have kind of a soft stretch. It's a, it's a road trip. Where they go to Atlanta, Chicago, Detroit might be formidable. Minnesota at Minnesota depends but on where Minnesota is, kind of yeah. in their season. Yeah, but it's still on the road. And uh, yeah, I don't think those are necessarily easy games. Atlanta yeah. is has, is playing better than they have all year. Chicago's not very good. That's yeah. that should be a win. But those last three games, Atlanta Atlanta plays teams tough. Yeah. Um. So I, and then they're you know they close out the year. Um, the last two games against the Lakers, who absolutely will have quit by then. Yeah. And the Kings, who are will probably be out of the playoff picture by yeah. then. But So I do think there is, at the very, very end of the year, after those, that home back-to-back... Now, Mike. Yeah? Uh, I think our last time I was on the podcast, you were kind of surprised or raising your eyebrows that I wrote that they are trending towards 50 wins. How do you feel about it? I think veteran reporter Jason Quick bleeping nailed it. Um, I think so. I think 50-51, yeah. But I also thought they were going to go 2-4 and four on the, or 2-5 and five on that road trip. Um, I think I, I wrote it like a make-or-break road trip like four times in like stories I was writing. But I meant it was a break road trip. Like I meant it was the road trip that was going to ruin their season. And it didn't. So like they proved me wrong. I'm always wrong. Like I, I, that's one thing that I have done. Like 
I know you know, but I want to I want to tell the listeners. So in case any people place their bets based on anything I say on here, like I have been so wrong with my predictions of the NBA and the Blazers this season. It's uncanny. So as we look now, though, at the West, if I was to guess, I would say Houston finishes third. Me too, because they're playing really well. They're healthy. They look good. And I would say Oklahoma City four. Blazers five, Utah six. Yeah, Utah lost a tough game to Memphis last night. I yeah, thought that was yeah. That's yeah. that's going to be a real tough one. You thought the Blazers losing that game to Memphis would yeah. be like the one that hurt them, but then Utah yeah. turns out they just can't get right. They just haven't had. Yeah. Um, so that would be an Oklahoma City Portland matchup. Yeah. Uh, first round, which is great entertainment. Great theater. It will be really that would be great legitimately theater. very fun. Yeah. Uh, the matchups are really fun. Yeah. Um, Dame versus Russ is just is just fantastic theater. Um, you know, Russell Westbrook is, for all his flaws, is one of the most fascinating and entertaining players in the league. Yeah. And Dame just scored fifty one on him. Yeah. So it's like they're gonna go at each other. Yeah. Um, I like the Nurk Stephen Adams matchup. Uh, I I thought last year that um, in the playoffs. Would, now, would the Blazers? Considering that they beat Houston two out of three times this year, would they lose to fall to six? Intentionally? Yeah. <sighs> My guess is they don't. Right. I think pride-wise they wouldn't because yeah. they, like, the way Dame is wired, he's like, yeah. we're really good. We can beat anyone. Like, he yeah. thinks they're a championship-level team. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, do you think Houston's a better matchup for him? They might be. Yeah, I I worry that CP has eaten Dame's lunch so many times yeah. that he would just do it again. And I don't like in the playoffs. James Harden's going to play forty seven minutes. And this is my thing: is that I don't think one Houston's playing some of the best basketball in the league, and two, I think it is such an emotional uh, marathon to play James Harden in a seven game yeah. series, it's- just because. With the officiating crews, it changes with every crew. And how you guard him or what you're able to do against him is always such a huge factor in every game. And I think just mentally it is exhausting to go through a series guarding James Harden. Yeah, and you're asking Mo Harkless, we need you 38 minutes a night to go get annoying foul calls called on you and and play your butt off. Yeah. Or Chief or whoever it is. Rodney. Yeah. Mm -hmm. E.T. if he somehow magically gets back in the rotation. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I don't – I think you'd rather play – I think I ranked them last last pot I did, but I, I think Houston is the worst of those three to match up yeah. against. Yeah. Um, I think – I was going to say, I think Stotts would have a coaching advantage slightly over Billy Donovan, but also, like, the playoffs in, in ways – they make things more complicated because there's small little adjustments and you yeah. can zero it in, but also they make things simpler because mm-hmm. you're just like, I'm not going to play my bad players. Right. I'm going and and right. OKC's so top heavy and so like you know with PG and with Russ and if you get into games where they're going to play 44 minutes it's like yeah. it doesn't matter what happens behind them it doesn't matter what what you know Dennis Schroeder or or, yeah. or uh, Jeremy Grant do as much it's just like can our stars win and against OKC their two best players are better than you know any any two combination for the Blazers I'd say Jeremy Grant's nice buddy I like him dude. Man, he has improved a ton. Yeah. A ton. 
It's uh, it says something for it speaks to why continuity is important. He's under like playing for the same team in that same spot. It's like here's where you're gonna shoot. Stand yeah. in the corner. Get yeah. good at making standstill threes. Play really hard on defense. Yeah. Get some you crash know the rim. crash the rim yeah. exactly. Get some tip yeah. dunks. Do your thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it, he's the um he's like a, a something the Blazers need. Um, I guess Utah's the best of those. Yeah, I would guess, but I, I don't see a, I don't see a scenario where they match up together. Yeah. Unless uh, Portland finishes four or three and six. Yeah. Four or five. Yeah, I guess it's hard for me to see OKC or Houston slipping to six. So it seems unlikely that they, that. No, is what I'm saying is Portland goes to three. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same, same. Yeah, I think yeah. that's, um, I think that's real. Um, that's the. That's probably the, where the that that's, that's a likely that's a likely yeah. scenario. Um, I would guess though that Portland's going to be four or five. Me too. That's where I think they end up. And you better believe that four is way better than five for them. Starting two games on the road in the playoffs is a nightmare for this team. Yeah, because as we talked about last time, there's going to be so much pressure. Yeah. On this organization, not just on the players, but on that. Everybody, everybody, everybody. But as as I was just quoting Charles Barkley, you know, he's got a lock for the finals, baby. He's got he's got him in the finals. That is embarrassing. Yeah, well, they're cutting that check regardless of what you say. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, Jason. Thank you for joining me. You bet. Uh, we'll do this again soon. Jason's about to go out on the road, and I'm just going to spoil this for you guys. He's going to write some good shit. He's going to write some stuff that you want to read. So check him out at theathletic.com. Uh, it's worth a subscription. Just if you're a Blazer fan, it's worth a subscription alone, plus you get everything else. Uh, you can find my stuff at NBC Sports Northwest. Uh, I got something coming soon. This one's going to come out Monday morning. So we will be uh, just one day away from the Clippers matchup. But I will talk to you guys next week when the Blazers are on the road. Thanks, guys, for listening.